Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk with Jackson. And today I'm chatting with Devin Dugan from some of your favorite reality shows like Married by Mom and Dad on TLC and most recently Ready to Love on OWN. So my friend Devin, um, he wears many different hats. So he is a model. He was an NFL player. He's a businessman. Like I said, he's been on a few reality TV shows, um, specifically most recently Ready to Love on OWN specifically ready to love Miami. <laughs> um, so I have followed Devin since his married by mom and dad days. And I really wanted to catch up on his life um, before married by mom and dad during that show, after that show and what led him to doing ready to love, um, which I love ready to love. Ready to love is one of my favorite shows. Um, I think it's an amazing show. So I was so happy to see him on the cast lineup when they announced the cast for Ready to Love Miami. So Devin and I talk everything from his time on Married by Mom and Dad, what it was like marrying a complete stranger on TV, what it was like having his parents pick his future wife, um, and what his life has been like in between, um, what the experience of Ready to Love was like for him. And we get some exclusive reunion tea on the ready to love reunion that just filmed and it will be released soon so i'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview with devin but anyway without further ado here is my interview with devin dugan from ready to love on own i hope you guys enjoy how you doing buddy how's everything going with you i'm good how are you I'm good. I'm good, man. Life's uh, life's life's good. Life's good. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love your shirt. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit of play on Mickey Mouse and and uh, Bugs Bunny smoking weed. You know. Oh <laughs> gosh, I love it. Yeah. Where did you get it? It's, it's uh, it's actually uh, kind of a flagrant um company. It's called uh, Cocaine and Caviar. Okay. A little, little bit of an off-brand, yeah, but it's cool. They have some cool merchandise, man. A little bit of a, a brash, uh, you know, kind of dark side of humor, but it's it's all it's all in fun. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And you're in Tampa, right? Or yes, only sir. Tampa? Yeah, I'm in uh, Tampa. I'm in okay. Tampa. I was I was splitting time, um, between Tampa and Miami. I was opening up some Airbnbs down that way, um. But I've actually recently ventured off on a kind of a solar solar business. You know, I've been uh, acquired two of those and kind of branched them under one umbrella company, and that's kind of been my main focus since the show is is kind of getting that up and running and you know spreading the good word about reducing the environmental footprint. You know, cutting some costs, getting yourself off the grid, and being a little bit more um, self sufficient in uh in your energy production. You know, and oh. A lot of cool things are happening with that. You know, the government just actually banned all fuel-powered new vehicles in California, uh, the sales mm-hmm. after 2035. And, you know, they've increased the the government tax credit from 26% to about 30%. So it's it's definitely an exciting time in the solar business. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. 
gosh, that's so exciting. Congrats. Happy thank you. Thank you. Yeah. New, my new business venture. Yeah. So that's kind of where I've been, uh, keeping my focus these days. Yes. Well, speaking of that, uh, because I, this interview is about your shows that you were on, but also I want to learn more about you and kind of give you a chance to talk about what you have going on. Um, oh, I want to start kind of at the beginning of things because I don't know if everyone knows. So you were a professional athlete, right? Yeah. So uh, back in back in the old times, um, <laughs> you know, I, I started playing football when I was about eight years old. And mm-hmm. uh, my career ended when I was 25, you know, kind of went through the whole Pop Warner, middle school, high school, was fortunate enough to get a scholarship in college. And then went on to play in the NFL for a few seasons, you know, sporadically. I'll be very transparent in saying that. Um, it was short-lived. You know, I bounced around a few different teams, was more of a journeyman. But uh, nonetheless, you know, looking back on it now, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. Um, during, when I was kind of on my way out, I was definitely a lot more bitter. Um, I felt like my body at that point was already kind of failing me because of the fact that I've been playing such a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, football is not the easiest on your body. so. At that point, you know, when I was 24, 25, you know, I felt like I was already kind of hanging on to my career um, and just kind of tried to survive practices because my body was in such excruciating pain, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's been a healing process. It's kind of brought me to where I am today. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to have that opportunity, but it, it was cool. You know, people always ask you when you're young, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, mine was a football player. So I kind of, mm-hmm. it was, even though short-lived, it was, a, it was definitely a dream of mine that I accomplished. Yes, you did. I mean, not many people can say they've done that. So that's awesome. Um, so that after professional football, um, you know, where did you take your career after that? Because I know that's probably a hard transition and trying to figure out what you want to do and stuff. Yeah, two two of the hardest things probably that I went through in my life was, was definitely losing football and then, you know, uh, in the future, losing my ex-girlfriend, Sarah. Um, not to death or anything. She just left me, rightfully so, but oh, we'll, get into that, we'll get into that later. Um, you know, the football aspect, it, it was it was definitely a tough transition. Um, you know, people, people look from the outside and kind of see, you know, what they want to, whether it's, you know, the football success or, you know, um, just the charisma, you know, the attention or whatnot. Um, and they always think everything's, you know, glamorous and gold. But unfortunately, during that time, it was a very dark period of my time. Um, mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for my parents, who, you know, I cherish so much, that was definitely one of the hardest times in my life. And, and they helped me through that, you know, helped me see that there was light at the end of the tunnel, that there was life, life after football. So mm-hmm. um, I transitioned, you know, I wanted to get a, a brand new start. And that kind of what, what's landed me in Tampa. Um <clears throat> You know, you go from making about $20,000 a game playing in the NFL to making, you know, $35,000 uh, a year for your first sales, you know, first right. sales job. So it was it was a tough transition. <laughs> very, very tough. More so, I think, mentally than actually the financial aspect, trying to hold on to that and still trying to spend that money to keep up with that lifestyle mm-hmm. was what was really getting me in trouble. It wasn't really so much the the switch it was more so still trying to pretend that i had that lifestyle um still wanted to be in the limelight so that was probably the hardest transition but you know i think what they say is everything gets easier over time and that that definitely is true in this scenario yeah that's awesome so you got into sales 
right after. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Got into sales doing uh, logistics, kind of being a, a broker. So that mm-hmm. means, you know, any kind of transporting, any kind of freight from point A to point B is logistics. Um, I still have a book of business to this day. You know, it's something that I've tried to navigate away from because of the stress and, you know, the day-to-day kind of grind. But mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I have a consistent customer base that is more so you know kind of runs itself so mm-hmm. i definitely keep uh, my book of business but as far as kind of digging back into that career of mine on the logistics side or even the sales side um it's not something that i would look to do so you know that's that's a tough job to do is really kind of bothering people who don't want to be bothered you know and yeah <laughs> i think you know i've always had a little bit of a, a chip on my shoulder a little bit of an ego so it was like you know i i it was hard for me to get and stand in that rejection um, with sales. And, you know, some people have it, some people don't. And I'm not saying that I'm not willing to try, but it's more so I do value myself enough to not be my face to be closed on the door. You know what I'm saying? So it was, mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, it's when I went beyond my 30s, one of the biggest things that I looked for, you know, after I had, you know, the football and, the, you know, a little bit of fame and, you know, TV and stuff and all that kind of, you know, following the biggest thing now is peace, you know, you know, peace with, with things around you, peace with, uh, you know, who you are within. So I think in living that lifestyle and pursuing that, that sales job really didn't, you know, correlate. And that's why I'm happy that I've taken this venture towards the solar company and kind of owning the business and kind of spreading the good word. Because for me, with the solar aspect, it's not really selling, it's helping, you know, I'm really trying to help people out. I'm reducing the environmental footprint. I'm also helping people reduce their, um, you know, month to month cost. So with all that, um, I I like where I'm at, you know, in a a professional stance. Good. Um, And then from that, um, obviously a few years ago, you got to, uh, you know, do reality TV. You kind of got into that world of with Married by Mom and Dad. So I'm curious, so how did that show come about for you and your parents yeah, that, too? <laughs> yeah, that that was probably the the biggest uh the biggest kicker for that one was having my parents on TV with me. Mm-hmm. Um I, I grew up an only child, you know, a, a big Italian mom and a big black dad and and they're they're like my tripod, you know. They're they never everything to me really. Um I'm extremely fortunate and lucky to have parents as as, as good as I do. Um and again, it wasn't always the easiest times. We didn't grow up, you know, in filthy rich. You know, we had our fights, we had our arguments, we had disagreements, but we've always stood by each other. Um, and I think that's the definition, especially, um, actually both of them, you know, definition of loyalty. And, um, you know, my mom, my mom and dad are still together today and I'm still the only child. So it's, it's a great story in that aspect. But, you know, the whole married my mom and dad came about, um, I was actually auditioning for the Bachelorette, um, and kind of got yeah got invited to that JoJo Fletcher season. You know, unfortunately, some things transpired that I couldn't make the opportunity work. Mm-hmm. But what one of the uh, casting producers kind of found me from that, and kind of brought me onto this show. And what they kind of outlined to me would be, it's essentially outlining your day to day activities, your day to day life, um, and you know, giving the viewers a sneak peek of that, as well as you know bringing down your parents so it was you know all in all the best of best of both worlds i had a great experience you know unfortunately um you know me and the uh me and the wife didn't work out but uh on my side at least there's no hard feelings you know and 
Uh, we definitely made it work. We definitely made an attempt to make it work, but we just didn't have the right, you know, chemistry. And, you know, as I get older, as I get older, I realize that's huge. You know, it's, it's not always about, you know, the right time, the right situation, but really having that, you know, eye to eye chemistry and that kind of eye to eye personalities that we just didn't have that. And um, yeah, nonetheless, I wish her all the best, you know, and I uh, hope she's doing well today. Yeah. Um, so with that, obviously you had to get married and you didn't know who you were marrying and stuff. Um, how does that feel? Cause I can't, I mean, I know on the show you were obviously very relaxed and stuff, but that's a big, you know, that's a huge deal. Um, yeah. you know, getting married. Um, did, yeah, how did you sure. feel about it going into it? Were you just like kind of excited for the opportunity or were you anxious or were you like, um, you, you know, know, how did you feel? I'm, I- yeah, I'm glad that you you uh, pictured out that I was I was cool, calm, and collected because I felt <laughs> everything else. You know, I uh-huh. I, I uh, I've always been kind of a risk taker um, in certain aspects. I won't go skydiving. You know, that's, yeah. that's out of the question. I'm not going to risk my life, but you know, things that I feel passionate about or things that I feel like you know will excite my life in a positive way. I'm always going to try to pursue or take a look, a second look at. And from this opportunity, you know. I was definitely open to the fact of finding my person. Um, mm-hmm. I was definitely open to the fact of, you know, this being, you know, the match made in heaven and all that. And unfortunately, it was, it, it was a little bit a uh, shortcoming of that, but I don't regret any of it by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a little scary because, you know, it's, you know, I, I think you, I have a big scene that everyone mentions is why I tell my mom not to pick the only one, you know, and, uh, Mm-hmm. It's it's obviously very important to have all levels. And I think for me, even though I was open to falling in love, realistically, I know the chances were very minimal that me and this lady would work out. Um, so I took it for the experience. And, you know, like I said, to this, this date, um, it was one of the best opportunities that I had to be on TV. And um, I never regret any of any of the... Uh, the whole storyline. I, I love that. I love everyone who worked on it. I love the the cast. I love the the production and everything was, um, you know, unfortunately it was a little bit of, of drama induced, um, right. but you know, it, it makes for a good show. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, obviously if you had met her like naturally, like it wasn't, you know, part of a TV show and your parents weren't choosing her. Um, do you think that, um, things would have worked out or do you just think did it have anything to do with the show aspect because you know being on a tv show and being in the public eye is difficult especially in oh, a relationship sure. um sure. do you think that had any part of it or it just naturally probably wouldn't have worked I, out? I mean i think i think uh a little bit of both aspects you know i think well i'll never sit here and say ursula's you know uh ugly or anything along those lines you know i think mm-hmm. she's beautiful in her own right she's not my typical what I'd be mm-hmm. attracted to. So mm-hmm. I think in a natural set of view, that wouldn't really allow us to connect because she was not my, you know, ideal or, or, you know, my, my general type, you know, right. again, mm-hmm. she's a beautiful woman in her own right. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, a little bit of the conniving or a little bit of the manipulation to have a show be um, a little bit more juicy did kind of mm-hmm. push us apart. And then also mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, the show was, it did do pretty well for a bit. Um, we did get a lot of, you know, followers, a lot of kind of, uh, a lot of kind of uh, spotlight. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of pushed us apart because 
you know, then there was a little bit of jealousy. There was a little bit of, you know, back and forth, you know, turning her, her viewers against me, you know? So right. I, I think, I think it kind of equaled out, you know, again, the natural cause of, of, of us meeting would have been unlikely, but I still, I would still say that if we would have met naturally, we would have had a better chance than what we did on the show. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite memory from the show? And is there a moment from the show that you regret from that? Show? You know, <laughs> um, favorite memory. I, I think my favorite memory was, you know, watching, watching my grandma walk down that red carpet for my wedding, mm-hmm. you know, oh. and seeing her and seeing her be able to press. Yeah, that was, you know, and, and then obviously coming back to it and seeing it on TV and seeing her be happy for me and, you know, again, um, you know, time's the only thing we can't get back. And I feel like, you know, she's getting close to her time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll always be able to kind of circle back and see that memory of her and remember that moment um, to have her be on TV with me. I think that's probably my favorite moment of all of it. Um, as far as regret goes, you know, I'd like to kind of keep it even keel and say I have no regrets. But I, I think maybe... It's funny because one thing that people didn't get to see um, towards the end of it was the way that me and Ursula's show ended, I actually proposed to her towards the end of it. Um, Unfortunately, didn't make the cuts, you know, maybe kind of left that a little bit more of a spicy, you know, kind of what happened next. But for me, you know, I think that I put a lot of work into that speech and into the, buying that ring, which was, you know, obviously a little bit of a, a little bit of paper change, you know. So I think my regret wouldn't be the fact that I did the proposal, but that it wasn't broadcasted um, because I mm. think that brought our, our story full circle from me being kind of this player football guy to actually having a change. And at that moment, yeah, I think me and Ursula were on the right path. Unfortunately, when the cameras left, you know, we had our own issues. Um, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But I think at that moment, it kind of defied us and showed us that we were full circle. And mm-hmm. um, that was something that I kind of regretted that it wasn't presented to the audience. Right. No, that can be difficult. Um, yeah. And after the show, what happened um, following that show? Obviously, you, you didn't work out. Um, but then after that, um, what what kind of happened in your life? Um. Yeah, so me and Ursula, I think we got married September 1st. Uh, we moved in together, you know, again, gave it a good shot. I think by March the following year, um, we came to the point where we kind of agreed. I moved out, uh, started mm-hmm. my own life. We got divorced on May. Mm-hmm. You know, still a little bit of chemistry there. But again, I think at that point, um, it was hard to gain back that kind of, it was kind of sparks from the TV, you know, it was. Mm-hmm. very heavily um you know submerged in that lifestyle very heavy you know a lot of passion a lot of desire a lot of family a lot of emotions very soon so um when that when the cameras kind of left kind of fell apart a little bit but um you know oddly enough uh i she i moved out and then i actually started talking to the girl that i referenced earlier um sarah and Sarah was, you know, essentially my perfect person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 and that's another reason why I'm glad I did the show was I was, had the opportunity to meet her. Um, and oh. she was, and still is, you know, my perfect person. Unfortunately, you know, I still was carrying a lot of baggage from 
the football and the TV stuff and kind of having this a little bit of enlarged head. But me and Sarah dated for about two and a half years. She eventually ended up moving down, I would say, 2019. The show stopped in 2017, so about two years um, for dating. Then she moved down for about six months. And, you know, unfortunately, we both hope that my 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 tendencies or my habits would change. And unfortunately, they didn't. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I'll say about Sarah and why I love her so much is because I knew that she did everything she could to to wait for me or right my wrongs, you know. And the only thing that could correct my actions or my behavior was her leaving. And uh, even though, like I said before, it was one of the hardest points in my life, if not the hardest, I know it was very hard for her as well. So I think that I admire her for doing that because I wasn't treating her right, you know, and I had a lot of respect for her for being able to say she deserves more. Um mm-hmm. You know, oddly enough, we have reconnected a little bit, you know, and um, more so as friends. And, and you know, but I, I still definitely keep an open heart towards her. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, more than anything, I just want her to be happy. Yes. And then, so how did you meet her? Uh, so I met her actually through the show. She saw me. Um, and mm-hmm. the thing about Sarah was, you know, a lot of girls would would message me and say, hey, you know, when are you come to my city or when are you come to my right. town? <laughs> Let's meet up. Let's grab a drink. And. She, you know, went on to kind of wanted to really get to know the real me. You know, she asked mm-hmm. me about my job and said that she was also in logistics, you know, and we talked about, you know, her situation with her ex-boyfriend, you know, and she was very, very, I wouldn't say methodical, but not in any kind of rush to meet me, um, really wanting to take things slow and get to know each other. And um, again, it was it was just like I used to get so many messages and at right. a, I think I messaged her back a few times. And then there was one day that I was just looking through messages and I saw her picture and I was like, wow, this girl's absolutely stunning. You know, this is like my ideal perfection of a, of a female. So I kind of circled back and, you know, we kind of talked for a little bit and this was towards the end of me and Ursula's relationship. And she was very respectful and mindful of that as well, where most girls would be like, hey, when are you going to, you know, like she was very right. respectful and, and I, I valued that from her. Um, so again, yeah. And then after I think it was, I don't know the exact date, but I think around like Cinco de Mayo, maybe a little bit before um, we ended up hanging out for the first time. And, you know, it was the same thing. A lot of passion, you know, it was long distance. But I, if I could say that I had one person in my life that was like kind of my soulmate it would be her um, just because mm-hmm. of the fact that she's always been, you know, a very loyal, transparent mm-hmm. person as well. You know, always kept it real with me. And uh, like I said before, um I knew she really just want the best for me. And I knew mm-hmm. for the longest time that she, she did what she could to make things work and see me as a person as a whole, but eventually it was just too much for her to handle. And like I said, I admire her for her bravery and walking away. And again, um, you know, whether I keep her in my life as a, as a friend or more, uh, I'll be always appreciative of that girl. Oh, that's a good, yeah. I'm glad to hear that's that. My, yeah. She's my buddy, man. She's uh, <laughs> she's good people. Good. Okay. That was a lot of my bullshit, you know? <laughs> well, only, no. only person who dealt with more bullshit is my mom so again you know <laughs> they're my top two yes well that's that's awesome um now so moving on so obviously how did you get um on to ready to love because i was actually surprised when i saw you on the cast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was surprised myself man you, know, uh, <laughs> you are <laughs> it, it's um i had one of the cast and producers and like i said i was i was after Sarah left, you know, I, I had a tough time with that. Same thing with mm-hmm. football. 
And then I found myself dating a girl who was, again, great. She was really great during Corona virus. You know, we were kind of Corona lovers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nothing, res- nothing but respect for Christina. She's a, she's a great girl. It was just, I was constantly comparing her to Sarah. And uh, uh, I would say more so, like I said, Christina was truly my best friend because we were together all the time. I think we hung out at the beginning of Corona and uh, she ended up moving in like three days later, barely knowing each other and just kicked it off. We spent the whole coronavirus and it was great. It was great. But at the same time, you know, Christina and I think it was a situation as well. We were locked in, but I was I was feeling like I wasn't being ambitious no more i kind of lost my drive because i was so peaceful with her she was always like my best friend we're always laughing smoking weed having some drinks mm-hmm. you know but not not chasing my i'm a very ambitious kid at natural heart and i just feel like i was so complacent and again it takes it t- took me time to kind of step back and say that's on me not on her you know that's not really mm-hmm. her doing and i should i shouldn't have blamed her for that but i had to blame somebody because it couldn't have been me right and mm-hmm. uh i kind of blamed her for a little bit and you know, she left me eventually. Then I had to take a step back because now it was two good girls that I really cared for that, you know, had to leave. Mm-hmm. So I spent, you know, probably about the last two years, maybe a year and a half, kind of, you know, finding myself a little bit, um, getting into yoga, meditation, kind of finding a little bit more peace in my lifestyle, my day to day, you know, helping me be okay without that football and TV lifestyle, without that fame. Um, and then, you know, oddly enough, one of the, I was casting for a few different shows, but the ready to love producers reached out to me and, you know, we, we kicked it off, you know, it was a good, it was a good match. Um, uh-huh. I'll be very transparent. I never watched the show before. Uh-huh. I think I watched it briefly um, for like five minutes. My mom had it on when I was home one time, but I never really kind of got the concept. You know, they always, when they asked me, like when I first got there, have you watched it before? I was like, no, I haven't, you know, I haven't like paid attention to it. I'd rather just, you know, kind of, digging deep you know when, when right. i get there and fully submerge myself and you know it, it was it was definitely a change of pace for me um mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say i i regret it um but i do feel like i was put on the mm. show to kind of portray a certain character or a certain kind of uh stigma within the group you know i was the youngest male um you know i think if we're looking at a physical I am a little bit different looking than the rest of the cast, you know, and, um, you know, not, not a negative way. Um, I think everyone's beautiful and, and, you know, attractive in each, each, each way, but I feel like I was definitely a little Mm. bit, uh, set apart from, from the group, um, and behavior and, and all everything, you know, and again, I think it goes back to that, that mixed kids, you know, I, I came up in a predominantly white neighborhood, you know, and it's oddly enough that, you know, I used to be called the N word all the time. And then when I go with the, the blacks, you know, now I'm called like the light skin kid. So right. that's, um, that's one thing that, you know, overall I'd want to kind of stick with and say, you know, that's one thing that I look to in my years ahead, kind of bring more light to, you know, that mm-hmm. makes kids, you know, not really having a place to fit in. Um, and I think that's kind of publicized on on this show, and I think in some aspects on other shows, you know, as well as kind of being that, you know, a little bit of a outcast. Um, and for the longest time, I've always tried to kind of change myself to fit in, or or kind of you know fit the fit the puzzle piece in the in the wrong you know the wrong slot. But you know, nowadays because I've developed such a sense of peace of who I am, I'm okay with sticking out. I'm okay with being awkward. You know. If if I sweat a little bit, it's not because I'm I'm nervous. It's because I'm hot. You know, it's just like 
I'm okay with Devin being Devin for once. Um, and I think that show wasn't, you know, I think that, um, you know, they kind of wanted me to portray a different character. They wanted me to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, but again, all in all, what I want to display on that show, and I think I did a good job, was me being transparent about a lot of things in my life. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that the viewers and, you know, again, a lot of them took it in the negative aspect, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, uh, I'm here to spread peace, love, and happiness. And again, if you could take my 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 banter or my comments or, you know, whatever my, my mishaps in speech came across as, um, if you want to hit me for that, that's okay. You know, um, just get that hate out of your heart. You know, if, if I need to be your... Your, your reason for it, then it's, it's okay. But uh, yeah, that's what I got to say. Yeah. Um, so yes, on the show, there was a moment that I think, yeah, I remember people were kind of shocked by. So you, you talked about that you had a son that you, um, you know, that you didn't have a relationship with. Um, yeah. Do you think everything was said? Do you think that that was maybe like taken out of context? Because obviously we only get to see like, a very short part of what you say. And then obviously for the sure. most juiciest <laughs> parts, um, you know, make it to air and you really didn't no, get a sure. to really for explain sure. yourself. So I kind of wanted to know from you, what, um, yeah. was there more to say that kind of thing? No, by all means. And, you know, I think, I think the way that you, you put it, and I appreciate you putting it this way is explain yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and I have no problem doing so. Uh, when people say I need to defend myself, I don't need to defend anything. You know what right. I what I portray and what I keep in my in my circle between mm-hmm. me and my parents and and me and my family. I mean, again, I put myself out there on these shows, whether it's you know football or TV or modeling or whatever, not to give you a part of of my life to give you some insight on what Devin is. But that doesn't mean that I owe you all the truth. I mean, again, right. if I want to keep that inside of me, so that's the biggest thing that I want to stand on is. Again, I definitely will explain it like I have before in other shows, but I'm not here to defend myself. You know, you can take on whatever thoughts and appearance you want from me as well. You know, I could be the bad guy. I could be a great guy. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I will say about the situation is, yeah, it's something that historically I do keep very close to my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. And rightfully so for me. I think in a lot of ways it has kind of, it's it's been a troublesome heart ache situation for me and my folks you know and also mm-hmm. caused a little bit of turmoil between us you know and that's that's very hard to do especially us being so tight right um but there was times you know and again and, and it's it's the truth has prevailed and you know again i'm not here to bash um my my baby mama's or my son's mother you know i think that um you know believing in energy believing in you know karma and all that kind of flow of life you know i think that hopefully that will shed some light. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I can't say that I don't have any kind of contact with my son. I I definitely do. It's mm-hmm. just not on the basis that I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, are there definitely more efforts that I can make? By all means, but at the same time, you know, I'm not here to defend myself. Um, but it's it's a situation where you know a lot of my communication is done through my parents to her. You know, we don't talk directly. Um, that's always been a bad situation. You know, I think she's very manipulative. She's been, you know, uh, caused to be a little bit violent. I had to get a PFA against her, you know, and again, talking about, you know, a girl who's no taller than five, two, you know, I've obviously have my, my athletic ability and I still have to get a picture from abuse from her. So I think 
you know, again, just like the mixed kids, I'd like to shed some light on the fathers who do try, but unfortunately don't get that fair chance. And, you know, I know in the system, especially in the legal system, it's very hard to pick up a, a child away from their mother. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a situation that we've been going through. And, and I hope that um, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I'll never stop trying for it. But I, like I said before, that's that's a situation that I definitely keep close to my heart. And on a regular date, on, you know, on a cold outing, until I get to know you past that, you know, superficial talking stage, that's not something I'm going to unveil to anybody, whether it's friends or a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, that was a big step in being transparent about who I am, you know, kind mm-hmm. of opening up to the world. And even though, and that's what I mean, like it's shameful to me that most of the people took it in a negative light and ran with it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I still find pride. I still find joy in being able to do that and convey who I truly am and let people know that I do have a son. This is the struggle that I do go through. Mm-hmm. And those people who want to take it and turn it into a negative thing, I mean, that's on them. Um, like I said, for me, I've always gotten these comments about, you know, how do you deal with all the scrutiny? How do you deal with all the negative comments? And like for right. me, oddly enough, you know, back in married and mom, but married by mom and dads, I used to look through the comments. I used to comment back and say crazy stuff and get in these verbal wars. It's draining. It's draining. It's, it's, I don't have time for that no more. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, I'm always going to keep my energy up here. I'm going to keep a positive mindset. Um, and like I said, I, I don't deal with them because I don't look at them. I don't, I don't need that validation from those comments to make me feel whole for the day. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. to see people talking about me on Instagram or YouTube and saying, you know, this, that, and the third, whether it's good or bad, you know? So that's, that's the biggest thing is like, you know, once you're at peace with yourself, once you're moving in that direction, you know, everything else that people say doesn't really matter, you know? And, and I'm proud of, of that moment, even though, again, it was clicking in a little bit of a negative light and people took it and ran with it. Um, again, I'm not here to defend myself, but explain, I, I, I always will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm glad you got to explain, but I, you know, I just wanted to kind of get your side. No, I know. I pre- no, for sure. And I appreciate yeah. you bringing light to it because again, you know, on a lot of platforms, they do try to, you know, sway it and whatnot. And again, like I said, on reality TV, I'm, I'm very well versed that I am opening myself up to a lot of scrutiny, both mm-hmm. good and bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm making myself fully transparent of who I am. So, um, you know, with all that said, like, I, like I said before, I, I'm proud of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my other castmates, especially the females can say what they want. So, you know, and I, <laughs> I have no, I have no harsh feelings towards them as well. You know, um, you know, maybe it bothered you because you have something on your own heart. That's not right. But, um, you know, the way that I live my life and the way that I'm going to continue to live my life is going to be in the best manner that I can. And, um, I encourage everyone to do the same. Yeah. Um, now going back, I know you kind of said you felt, um, kind of not outcasted. I'm trying to think like different than the others. Um, was there someone when you did the show and I'm watching the show prior, um, it ready to love is a kind of a different, at least from the outside, it's a unique show compared to other dating shows out there. Um, was there anyone that you connected with? Um, you know, when you first were at that, and you guys had a pool party first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, like from the, like I said, it's funny. I, I've, I've said that my homework a little better. Um, again, no regrets, <laughs> right. you know, but it, it definitely, especially just because of the age <clears throat> variation too, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with dating a girl of 35, 36, you know, I'm 32. Um, but the age gap 
was was pretty significant for most of the females. So I think off the jump, that already kind of put me at a disadvantage because no lady really wants to be a guy that much younger than her. Um, But, you know, oddly enough, you know, Sharice is, is, I think, 42, 43. Mm. Um, I liked her. I thought she was probably, then again, very respectfully, all the girls are beautiful in their own way. I'll stand Mm -hmm. by that. Um, I'm never going to shit talk. I'm never going to down talk nobody. But to my to my general interest, I think that Sharice is probably one of the, if not the only one that I found attractive. Um, mm-hmm. More my style, more what I've been used to in my in my in my past. Um, and I did like her because she was a little bit tenacious. She was a little bit spicy. She spoke her mind. She had a lot of traits that reminded me of my mother. Um, mm-hmm. Being very blunt, very you know, like she had that mm-hmm. you know, um, a little bit of confrontational. But I, I enjoyed that just because I knew it was authentic. But outside of that, you know, I think it was more so a friendship kind of basis on the rest of the females. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, they're all all great, all beautiful in their own way. And uh, but, yeah, for the most part, it was more so just kind of that friendship foundation. I feel like that's why a big part of my journey was cut a little bit short than most was because of the fact that it just wasn't that that physical attraction. And it might have been both ways, you know. So, mm-hmm. Um did you do you feel like you're um did how did you feel when you were um eliminated because from an outside perspective obviously I wished you were on a lot longer uh, and I was sad <laughs> you weren't but um in during that um elimination like the little meeting that you have or whatever um it seemed like you were like kind of at peace with it and that it was you were kind of like chill about it um, yeah. Is that how you're feeling, or were you disappointed? Well, were you, how I, you feeling? I will be completely transparent, Jackson. I I had no fucking clue that was coming. No clue right. whatsoever. Like I truly thought I was doing okay. Like I thought people were starting to like me a little bit. Um, and especially because of the girl who was doing it. I think her name was Kaden. I felt like she was genuine, you know, like but you know, obviously, I think she had her own opinion about me that I didn't really pick up. So maybe I'm just that naive or that, you know, oblivious of mm. of that situation. But I will be completely transparent and say I had no fucking clue that was coming. No mm. clue whatsoever. Like, right. I was thinking that. And I even think our conversation that night was going well. You know, I was like, OK, mm-hmm. maybe she likes me. Maybe this white might be something. And then she we totally turned left. And she's like, you know, me and the girls are talking. And I was like. God damn! Isn't that some shit? You know, like <laughs> I, I would have, I would have saw my way out if I knew this was coming. But again, com- like I said, being being completely at peace with it, I think more so because of the competitive side of my nature. You know, I was mad about that. Was like, you know, are these guys? Do they think they're better than me? Not like the guys, but the girls think the guys are better than oh, me. You know, mm-hmm. you know, had me kind of question my looks or my personality. And then I sat back and I went home and I smoked some weed and I was like, you know what, Devin, be at peace with it. There doesn't need to be a reason. It doesn't mean it's any less of you. It's just there was connections on the other side that weren't with you. And, you know, again, driving home, I was I was pretty tight. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, dude, like, how, how dare they? You know, and again, I mm-hmm. I'm never going to put myself above anybody. But I feel like with my my past credentials and, you know, I would say kind of look wise. I thought I was definitely one of the top males in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, again, connections is a huge thing. It's the same thing with, you know, uh, Ursula. But, um, you know, definitely a, the immediate reaction, even though I was peaceful and calm, 
and I did mean the things that I said. I was a little bit tight, a little bit, maybe a little bit sad that I felt like, you know, um, I didn't win the competition. But going home that night, taking a step back and kind of realizing, you know, the connections weren't there. And mm-hmm. for me, for me to stay on that show, it would have been a waste of people's time because nothing would have ever came to fruition from it. Right. You know, it was we had I had no chance with any kind of long list of connections with any of those females. Um, even including Sharice, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. it was it was something where I, I felt at peace with it because I was essentially sacrificing myself so that maybe those females could find their perfect match. And I felt good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, um, I'm sure it did blindside you because since that it show did, is unique, initially. it's not a traditional um, elimination. Obviously, um, the viewers kind of get to see who gets voted off because they talk about it like in that little mm-hmm. guys or ladies lunch whatever they have um but for you guys obviously it seems like you're going on a regular date right is that yes, how it's presented yeah. to you yeah, no absolutely mm-hmm. so like um you know and again i'll have to go back and watch the show mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't even see what they said about me in the the little circle thing you know mm-hmm. um and maybe, you know, again, maybe ignorance, maybe ignorance is bliss, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes that's not made for that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm, at, I'm at a stage in my life where I don't need to kind of read into that too much. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I had, I had no idea what was said. I had no idea. They just told me to be at this place, the producers, everyone, mm-hmm. the cast, everyone, very nice, very nothing, nothing. And again, I guess I have to give my hats off to them because there was no inclination on my, my end that that was coming and mm-hmm. that makes for good tv because my reaction was authentic you know i, I was really like god damn but mm-hmm. i think i did was mindful enough to say you know be calm don't, don't like show your ass you know and again mm-hmm. i truly was at peace that saying that you know if 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 i'm not made for these females then i hope some of these guys are you know and that's all mm-hmm. i can do that's all i can say yeah uh do you still keep in touch with any of the ladies or any of the guys from the show you know, a few of the guys, you know, I'll, I'll keep, I'll give you like kind of the sneak peek is uh not sneak peek, but you know, we, we had the, uh, the reunion um, right. recently. Right. And, um, you know, leaving the show, I was, I was very, you know, again, all about peace and good connections and good vibes. You know, I really didn't see anything transpire past that. Um, so for the reunion, I kind of embody that being the same kind of, feeling you know everyone kind of getting together being happy and it was it was everything but you know it was it was just mm. so much drama and negativity and and even when they had cast members talking on stage the cast members in the back were just belittling them and talking shit and i was like wow this is you know we're you guys are older than i am and this is how you guys are behaving like that's that's a lot and it was just so much negative attention and and mm. you know we i had to drive down from tampa that morning because i was moving Mm-hmm. So I got in probably around 9 a.m. A few people didn't show up until about 1 p.m. So we couldn't start late. And then uh-huh. after like hearing, and again, they didn't really, they had me interact in one segment, which again, I was a little bit, I wouldn't say maybe a little bit butthurt about, you know, I think for the first two episodes, you know, maybe not the best representation of Devin, but definitely something that stood out as far as what's drawing viewers. Um, right, mm-hmm. you know, and and that was that was kind of my situation with Married by Mom and Dad was you know again it's not going to be the most enticing or the most positive positive representation of who I am, but it's still going to be something that entices people. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me and the way they they portrayed me in those first two episodes, for them to only give me one slot from those nine hours that I was there to go on stage and talk with people, I felt like it was a little bit of a slap in the face, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was the fact that everyone backstage was so fucking negative that I just couldn't take it no more, you know? And again, I was going to kind of... So I think around nine o'clock, uh, I just took my headset off my left because I didn't want to be a part of it no more. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, people, I thought going back into a reunion would be something that was happy. That was something that we were all like getting along with. You know, mm-hmm. everyone says the cast members always family. I was like, you guys are fucking crazy. You know, and again, there are a few people I still keep in touch with. But I think as as a cast, as a whole, I lost a lot of. I wouldn't say respect because they're all they're all adult, but I think just you know compassion or, or you know a lot of. I thought it was going to be something a lot more positive than what it was, and mm-hmm. again, there was a point where I reached like probably up nine o'clock at night where I didn't want to be a part of it no more. So I just took off my headset and I left, and everyone was calling me, and I just didn't answer any calls. But I I just texted them. I was like, hey, you know, you guys are very very negative, and I don't want it to affect me, and. um you know, I think that energy and that, you know, that realm that you are, I'm allowed to do that. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. who I am, you know. And again, if I don't want to be influenced by all that negative energy or all that shit talking or all that kind of back, behind the back, you know, backstabbing, it, it was something that I wouldn't stand for no more. So I just felt like I had to get out of myself. And it probably wasn't the best exit for everybody. They probably made up some crazy story that of why I left. But um, nonetheless, you know, again, that's you're the first person I collect to as far as, you know, the whole you know, social network goes, but yeah, I, I had to get out of there um, quite early because I, I couldn't respect what was going on um, amongst the cast. Right. No, of course I completely get it. Yeah. Uh, the reunions are, I'm sure very brutal. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I know from past cast that have been on the show, they've said kind of similar things, but I think it also depends on the group that they put together. Cause I know some yeah. seasons it's different. Um, did you ever go, I mean, have now that you've been on the show, do you ever want to go back and watch other seasons with other? Um, no, <laughs> I think it's a good show in general. But I, yeah. but I mean, I'm also watching it as more of a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the drama yeah. and I like the viewers. But no, for sure, for sure. And like I said, it was it was a combination of the drama aspect between the cast members that was, you know, it was mind blowing to me. And again, I, I get that's what reality is based off. But I felt like you guys have spent so much more time together than I have. And you guys are like, and again, even when we all came together, it was, hey, everyone love each other. But when people were on stage, the same people who were greeting them and talking good about them were also right. talking shit behind their back, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, this is a different level that I'm not used to, you know? And mm-hmm. um, that's not something that I kind of want to be a part of. So, um, you know, maybe I'll take a step and look back. You know, I've been on some, some uh, IG lives with other participants from other shows and they seem very cool. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. But just for me, you know, um, it just was something that, again, I should have been a, a little bit more due diligent and did my research prior to going on the show because, um, if I known it would have been all that, um, I probably would have had you know different different thoughts about going on it. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I know some people like I'm in some. I try and look at some ready to love. Like, there's some Facebook groups and stuff just to kind of see. I haven't been on lately. Because those are mm. actually pretty negative too. I, from what I'm remembering, I'm trying to think of differentiating between show groups, but I yeah. try and see what people want to know or what people think. Um, but those can get pretty negative. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, now, I think someone commented, and actually, I love, 
I don't know if you've seen the show F Boy Island on HBO Max. I have. I have, have? seen F Boy Island, yes. Uh-huh. yes. I actually I interview a lot of people from that show, and I actually that show is actually really entertaining and I've heard good things about it. Someone commented and said that you would be you would well actually what they said was you would be you seem like the guy that would be you weren't you're not F Boy Island material, but you're not ready to love material because of you yeah. just felt you were immature. Um, but it got me thinking, would you do another dating show like F Boy Island or you know, there's tons of dating oh, shows out there. Yeah, now. no, for sure, for sure. Um you know, it's funny enough because F Boy Island was one of the shows that I actually know one of the, you know, larger casting producers for those shows. Um mm-hmm. And the thing about HBO Max is that they will not let anybody who was on a previous reality show be on their shows because they want to have an authentic look. Now, if it was something where they're streaming a bunch of different reality TV people who were on loving shows, and that was kind of the the basis, I might have a chance on HBO Max shows. But there was also one that was Magic Mike kind of show. Oh, yeah. Uh They they loved me for it. But they were saying because of the fact that I've been on another show, they won't consider me. Um, so there are there are definitely a little bit of you know, restrictions on on doing these shows. Um, right. Some people want very authentic. Some people know that you know you've been around a few shows and now this might be your final one. Um, so oddly enough, I have gotten a few requests from um, casting producers from the own show about other shows. You know, so I've, I've, I'm always open to it. You know, again, it's always fun. You know, the one thing that I'll say is. If, if I do do another show, for one, I'll definitely do a little bit more research. But for two, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that they, and again, no disrespect to the shows that I've been on before, but I just feel like a lot of the times they're not matching me with girls who I would find realistic suitors for me, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it was TLC or the own, you know, honestly, could you realistically see me being with this person, you know, and I want to have that like I said before, that undesi- I mean, that uh, unwavering desire towards somebody to be kind of crazy, infatuated, not only physically, but mentally. And I feel like a bunch of these shows so far have been anything but, um, but that. So I've talked to a few different shows, you know, Temptation Island, one of them, um, you know, a few, a few of the producers uh, from the own have asked me about some other shows. I actually have a talk tomorrow <laughs> to kind of talk about that as well. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Like I said, right now I'm kind of focused towards the solar business. Um, you know, that's kind mm-hmm. of my that's kind of my bread and butter. But I, I definitely see myself maybe, you know, taking a chance maybe uh, maybe next year or whatnot. But you know, mm-hmm. again, we'll we'll never know. We'll never know. Like I said, it's 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 TBD at, TBD at this time. But yeah, I do believe that. Uh, you know, I like it. I do like the excitement. I do like, you know, letting the viewers kind of see me in a different light, and at the same time also you know, my underlying meaning. And that means, you know, obviously bringing light to, to the mixed kids, bringing light to those fathers mm-hmm. who don't have a chance to see the ch- child as much as they want. So, right. you know, even though I take a lot of scrutiny, even though I take a lot of, you know, the bashings or a lot of that F boy, you know, uh, you know, characteristics. Um, I think when the people take the time to get to know me outside of the show, they see that I stand for something more. And that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, um, Yes, I like I said, I was disappointed that they didn't get you know, you weren't able to be on ready to love longer, but I mean, maybe it's yeah. for the best, so I'm not saying like, yeah. but um, I hope you know, I, I, I hope that in the future, if you do another show, that you'll 
be able to do something that you'll get to kind of be featured more. Because like you said, I, I know it's hard and, um, you know, being at a reunion for nine hours, not, you know, <laughs> only being in one segment. I'm sure, you know, that's yeah. a, because you give up a lot of your life. You're giving your time. You're giving, for sure. you know, like you said, so that's a difficult, but yeah, I hope that in the future, if you do another show, you kind of get to be more. Yeah, I'd, I'd like yeah. to be kind of getting to the back of that TLC where, you know, it's, if it's not me, you know, it's it's a small group of us or it's something right. that's focused on me trying to find love in my path. Um Right. You know, again, I'm I'm not I'm not one to try to compete with other people in regards to, you know, love or affection. I feel like I'm past that in my life. I'm not saying that I won't for the right girl, but um again, there's a lot of shows out there, a lot of opportunities. Um it's just about finding the right one, you know, and I again mm-hmm. having this taste of you know, ready to love, um, having the taste of the TLC show, you know, it, it's definitely something that helps me kind of navigate to find which the right one is. Um, mm-hmm. so like, I guess they say like third time's a charm. So like mm-hmm. I said, hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and, and, um, you know, we'll find just not any show, but the right one. And, right. And, I agree. and uh, yeah, I believe in that man. So fingers crossed for me. Yes. And lastly, I kind of want to know uh, what's something that you want people to know about you that maybe people don't know from watching you on TV or seeing you on social media, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that I want people to take away from me is the transition. You know, I think when the viewers first saw me, especially on the TLC show or even prior, you know, playing professional football and kind of showing that light. <laughs> You know, I was a lot different person than what I sit here today as. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, some good, some bad. Um, but I think that I've, I'm very proud of my journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, going forward, that's something that I want to definitely encourage the audience to be, is to be proud of their own journey. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know while, while football, while, while sports, while, while reality TV is, is all fun, um, and it, that's how it should be taken, you know, you should be your own biggest fan. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, again, I always appreciate the people who, you know, follow me and reach out to me and, and, you know, show support and show love. And, and again, I'm eternally grateful for that, but I also mm-hmm. want the people to know that, you know, I'm just one person. And I think that the biggest way to lift up your life is not by loving somebody or talking shit to somebody or, 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 you know, focusing on somebody else's accomplishment, but focusing on your own. And, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing that I hope that people know is, you know, um, be your own biggest fan and, mm-hmm. and that'll take your life a lot farther than what it has in the past. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause again, that's, that's what I am now to myself, you know, and it, it does feel, it does feel great. It feels like a new beginning. So uh-huh. I'm excited for the future and to see where things go. And, um, again, it's all positive. It's all peace. It's all love. And, you know, it's only going to get better from here. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Devin Dugan. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more reality talk, please follow our social media. It's at reality talk podcast on Instagram, or you can tweet with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Jackson 35 and I will have Devin's information in the episode description. So you guys can check him out. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so, so much for all of the love and support. I truly appreciate it. I love you all. And I'll see you guys next week.